It's time to start ramping up your 2023 ad strategies. Regardless of your industry or size, Connected TV should play a vital role in your marketing mix, and Mountain is making it more affordable and easier than ever to get seen. Mountain's self-serve platform gets you access to tens of thousands of audience segments, serves your ads exclusively on top streaming networks, and automatically optimizes your campaigns thousands of times a day for peak performance. The result? High-impact ads that always find their target at any time with any show. Visit Mountain.com to learn more. In this episode of Uncommon Thinking, recorded last fall at Advertising Week New York, we join the multifaceted Emily Ratajkowski to hear more about how she's tackling her latest venture, a candid, provocative, and timely podcast with Sony Music. Ahead of the show's November premiere, the team behind the podcast discussed how it all came together and why podcasting was the superstar's next move. Hi, everyone. I'm Emily Rossick. I'm the SVP of Business Development and Podcast Operations at Sony Music. Uh, and thrilled to be joined by another Emily R, um, the multifaceted Emily Ratajkowski. She's got 35 million followers across Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. She's a New York Times bestselling author, actress, international fashion model, and now podcast host. You know, it's exhausting to just list the things for you, let alone do them. Uh, and also, we've got Oren Rosenbaum here. He's the head of audio at UTA. Um, Oren has been across some of the biggest deals in podcasting, uh, including Call Her Daddy, Will Ferrell, and now Emily's new show uh, with us at Sony, which we just announced last week. Um, okay, Emily, we're going to start with you. Give us the five-minute backstory on you, how you grew up, how your career has evolved, and how that kind of led to this interest in podcasting. Uh, well, how I, how I grew up is a long, is a long, um, long one, but, um, you know, I started as a model basically working, doing like, working as an e-commerce model, very basic. It was for me just a way to pay for college, um, to support another career I had in mind, and, um, I had a breakout moment and sort of it became more than just a, a day job, it became a career. Um, and then in the past couple years, I started thinking about, you know, what I had always wanted to do um, before I, my modeling career took yeah. off, which was writing or working in art or there were a lot of things. Um, and people had approached me, actually Oren, about doing a podcast like three years ago. Just about, yeah. Yeah. And um, I was just like every... I can't curse, right? Every you mother ever has a podcast. And I was like, I just don't want to do that unless I'm going to do it really well. Um, and at that time, I was starting to write my book of essays. And I just like the idea of being able to write this book of essays and have my POV be out in the world before I started a podcast. Um, I also grew up listening to NPR and This American Life um, actually because of my day job, because I lived in San Diego and I would drive to LA, which is like a two and a half hour drive and I couldn't listen to music because it would make me fall asleep. So I just listened to NPR all the time. My parents, um, I was raised without television. So it was another thing. They're like, they were born in 1947 and 52. Like we listened to radio. Um, so I had this kind of traditional understanding of audio um, and I wanted the podcast to be really great um, and kind of have the production level that I was used to. 
and so that's why now a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love recently when we announced the show last week, you made the analogy too of like podcasting versus writing the book and how when you hand the book over, it sort of becomes this thing for other people. But. Yeah, I mean, I think that podcasting feels really amazing for me because a book is sort of like this, it becomes like an object that right. you make and then other people possess, but that's sort of where the conversation or the dialogue, I guess, ends. Yeah. Um, whereas with a podcast, it's just like ongoing forever. Right. So I've been what I've been saying to people is like, for me, um, podcasting is in between making a TikTok and writing an essay. It's <laughs> great. Yeah, we love that. Um, Oren, same kind of, explain to the room kind of how you got into podcasting. I mean, you were pretty early, certainly for the industry yeah. in terms of spotting that, and then kind of bring that forward to starting to pursue Emily three years ago for this. Yeah, I mean, um, I was, I'm just one of the lucky ones that when I was three or four years old, I just knew I wanted to be a podcast agent. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, I'm glad that worked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And no, but in reality, you know, for me, podcasting, like, right, you know, a lot of people attribute serial as like the catalyst yeah. for them. Yeah. It was the same thing for me. Um, I was, I was doing a lot of different things at UTA and I was listening to this podcast called Serial and like three or four episodes in, I just sort of took a step back and I said to myself, this is just an amazing piece of content. This is as good as anything I'm reading, anything I'm watching. So that was sort of the first thing. And then I realized that everyone in my little bubble was listening to this thing all we wanted to do was talk about it. And so I'm like, okay, there's this community being built around this product, this brand. And then I couldn't fucking get MailChimp out of my head because that was the advertiser associated with Serial. So I'm like, okay, at least someone's getting paid. I'm going to figure this thing out. Um, and what I realized in that moment is podcasting, like many other things, you're building brands. Yeah. You're building a brand. And the good ones are building a community around that brand. So which is a perfect segue into why I really wanted to pursue Emily in the space. And by the way, I reached out like multiple times over the course of three years. She never responded once um, until like she an, did. Another guy and trying to reach out to her. She's like, yeah, right. sure, thank you. <laughs> She's like, oh, this is like smart way in. Like, he just right. wants to pitch me on a podcast, of course. Um, but, but to her credit, she was right. I mean, she really wanted to continue to, to she's built this unbelievable brand, this unbelievable community but the way that she broke through, she had to sort of, you know, and, and you'll speak to this, but the way that you broke through and where you are today, you've evolved uh, your voice so much. You've refined the way you communicate with your community, how you've built it. And so I think it was very smart of you to say, that wasn't the right time. Let me do this book and let me continue to build an audience so that when I do come out, it's not just, of course, Emily's going to have a podcast. Right. But now is the right time. I have something to say. I know exactly the way in. And, um, and I knew that she was going to be able to be fantastic at it. But I think from a timing perspective, she knows her audience and her voice much better than I do. So I don't take it personally. Yeah. It worked out. It worked yeah. out. Yeah. It did work out. Um, so tell people what they can expect here on the show. So we just announced it last week. It's coming November 1st. Um, kind of dive into what, what people can expect to hear, what topics you're excited to talk about, the guests you're planning to have on. Yeah, I've been in the studio, um, so this is great to talk about because I do those little like breakdowns of give you five right. second whatever, like 10 times a day. Um, we're doing 90 episodes. We're doing two episodes a week in addition to a subscriber's episode that, um, well, I'll, I'll break it down. So the first episode will be on Tuesdays. That'll be a conversation with a guest. Um, 
there will be a lot of celebrities, big names, but I'm also hoping to have like writers on and experts. Um, and then the second episode is called Emrata Asks, where I basically pose a question about something I've been thinking about and then um, bring people on. But honestly, it's kind of a solo episode where I just talk about like this question and think about the different ideas behind it and kind of hopefully have a thought-provoking conversation. Um, and then the subscription episode will be where people can talk back. So they can essentially respond to things we've been talking about in the week and we can extend that conversation, which I think really speaks to the like community behind podcasting that I, I'm really excited about. Um, so yeah, you know, we call the, high, uh, the podcast High Low because I think it speaks to my brand, which is like, you know, you like maybe know me from like blurred lines or like bikinis and Instagram, but also I've written like a best-selling book of essays that I hope people take seriously. Um, and to me, high-low is like, there's not that much of a difference. I want to be able to approach um, like low, low-brow topics in a high-brow way and vice versa. Um, so like that means integrating pop culture with feminism and like larger conversations around politics and like TikTok and whatever. And to me, it's all one and the same. So it's been really fun. Um, Orin, I mean, you well, so if anyone in the room doesn't know, there are over two million podcasts now in the market. So there's a lot. You've yeah, I know. We've got, wow. We've got. <laughs> I think I think the number is like oh five God. million. I feel like you've worked on half of them. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, truly. But so Team, no, yeah. you have a great kind of bird's eye view and unique vantage point of of the market. Where do you see you know the show with Emily fitting in, kind of to that broader landscape, and then also kind of what do you feel like is going to help break through and make this unique? Yeah, I mean, I'll start with. When I, when I reached out, I had sort of like a vision for what I thought could make sense in the market. And fortunately for both of us, she had the very same vision. I mean, hers was much more refined for her voice. But I think what we realized is um, the kind of content, the kind of conversation that Emily wants to have, whether it's with uh, an expert, a celebrity, or just on her own with her community, there's a need for it. There's a need for, there's a void in the market for that kind of show. And I think what surprises me is Despite the number, which seems to be like growing exponentially of podcasts out there, um, you don't have to have something that's super broad for it to work. You can have something that's very niche and a very engaged audience. Advertisers obviously get amazing ROI even on something like that. But here we saw an opportunity to have something that could be incredibly broad, that could be appealing to uh, a large <laughs> group of people domestically and internationally. Um, and, and I think just, you know, her ability to keep her eye on the prize in terms of I know my audience, I want to keep it focused around what, I'm, what I want to talk about because I know my audience wants, wants that kind of content too. Um, so it all sort of checked the box. And as we were going through this process of meeting different buyers, we walked out of the Sony meeting, I remember it, the, yeah. the two of us, yeah. and we just sort of looked at each other and like, that just feels right. Mm -hmm. Like they just get the vision. We felt the same way. Right? Yeah, we did. Um, and, and so I think now it's, it's, you know, it's coming together in a really beautiful way, and I'm excited yeah. for it to drop. I do want to pick up, I mean, when you're saying about the broad appeal, like I joke in the office, so like, you know, I kind of wear this hat of like middle-aged mom of three, you know, and I'm like, no, this show is for me. I'm super excited to listen to it. And I would say I'm as excited as the 24-year-olds in our office, and it's kind of this little microcosm of just kind of how broad I think the show is going to resonate, and it's a true testament to you because I think you make topics sort of so approachable and relatable, but it's stuff that everybody cares about. Um, I think the other piece where, you know, just to kind of think about how this is going to be differentiated is 
you know, I listed a bunch of things at the top, but like, you're also a mother, you own a dog, you're like a self-admitted bookworm, you're this international... <laughs> national, like, yeah. yeah, but there's just no category or topic that you can't speak to with authority and authenticity. And so, you know, certainly as the company selling this show, like, that's the holy grail for us, because we're like, okay, no one's not going to want this, you know? Um, and it works both for the audience and then I think on the industry side as well. Um, well I, I also think like the, the medium works best when you have someone that is willing to be vulnerable, yeah. wants yeah. to be very authentic, and has this sort of curiosity that continues to push boundaries. And I think Emily is someone that checks all of those boxes off in what she's currently doing, but certainly in this medium. So I, again, I think those are the things that we see working in audio is just very natural for her. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah. You're like, go on. Yeah, that's great. I'm like, keep talking. Yeah. Right. Um, well, no, so do, do expand. You mentioned you're in the studio now. Yeah. Uh, you've been recording. What have you kind of learned about the podcast process? Anything that's surprised you so far? I mean, it's definitely the production of it is an art form, for yeah. sure. Um, I think that I have a new appreciation for that. Like, there's something, when you do listen to so much, like, This American Life, you're like, that's just how they talk. They talk like that. They do one take, and there you go. And then you're in a room by yourself staring at a wall and listening to yourself and trying to, you know, be cohesive and have thoughts that make sense. And it's, um, it's different. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, like, I was telling you earlier, right before this, I did um, two interviews yesterday back to back and everyone was like are you so exhausted blah 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 and I was skipping I just can't believe that I get to have conversations with people that I'm really interested in particularly with women um, and that that's like my job now um, because I am just so curious about other people and their perspectives and it's so enjoyable and you know one of my favorite things to do is like sit around a dinner table have wine and like talk shit basically yeah. so um <laughs> it's really nice that now i get to have a microphone and and do that right yeah i mean i remember too one of the things when we first met you that you said which i thought was really insightful was that for your book tour you had done i don't know what you say like 40 or some odd, so many yeah podcasts. Like a million podcasts and that you noticed the difference between a good interviewer and not and we kind of asked you who kind of the top two were which were not surprising answers you could, yeah um which were Kara Swisher, right? Howard Stern. Howard Stern, yeah. 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 Um, and I do think, again, it's that kind of, the reason I think this will do so well is just that you you know how to ask questions and listen, and this really is going to make it feel like you're a fly on the wall, which... You know. you know, it's hard because you obviously want to make the guests feel comfortable and not veer too far from talking points, but, you know, so much of podcasting and having a good conversation and having a good interview is just in listening yeah. and then responding. So... Um, like I found yesterday, I had these cards kind of that I was planning, and I never looked at them once. Right. Because, you know, you if you want to be engaging the listener, then you need to also be thinking about what that person's saying and what it's making you think about, and then going from there. Yeah. It sounds so simple, but um, I think that when you're in the studio and you're, like, trying to remember, like, what are the important notes I have to hit, you can lose that, um, which I found when I was doing all these podcasts. Like, so many people would ask me the same 12 questions that I'd been asked on other podcasts yeah. and I was like this isn't and I also wasn't even um, in tune with what I was saying right. because I was just feeding these kind of talking points and answering questions I'd the way I'd asked I'd answered them three times before yeah yeah right no that authenticity is key I mean so I feel like you've hit a little bit on the the art form which I love that you call it that in terms of just podcasting from the creator perspective or and for you like looking at, you know, podcasting more broadly, how do you, where do you see the uniqueness in the form relative to just the broader media landscape? 
the uniqueness of, of podcasting. Of podcasting. Yeah. I mean, or even you can tie it back to brands too. I mean, if you want. Give it I, well, I think again, it's, it's the thing that attracted me to the medium in the first place, which is the ability to, with very little barrier to entry, go out, build a community, build a brand. And, and I think Emily said it earlier, like it's a living, breathing conversation yeah. all the time. If you sell a, a, a number one bestseller or you make a television show or whatever it is, that's kind of like one and done. It sort of sits there. People can engage with it on their own one-to-one. -one. You know, this, you have the ability to constantly interact with the audience. I mean, her, her show is taking advantage of that, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to write in, ask questions, respond to it, engage with her on social media. I think that's really unique to the medium. Yeah. Um, I think that's on the content side. On the brand side, again, it's expensive to be in business with Emily Ratajkowski, right? <laughs> but it's because it works. Yeah. And so in audio, you have this ability to really engage with her. And you know, whether it's her or another host in the space, they're not going to just say yes to any single brand yeah. that comes in. Yeah. It's something that you have to really believe in. But if you want the endorsement or a host rate or sponsorship or whatever it is, or the, just the association, yeah. this is an unbelievable medium. You, mm -hmm. It doesn't happen often. You can't really do this in almost any other space. So I think you have this ability again. The brand community, which I'm very excited about, and then the business side of it, I think, is just very unique to the medium right now. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I think when we think about just podcast advertising, you know, and like you said, it's the access on some level, both to people of your caliber, but just to any host and that trust that people have and who they're listening to, which is when, you know, you look at the ad load on other, did any, like TV, anywhere, and any other free content, you're just, there's, the ad load is so much higher. Podcasting, we've sort of protected that, and I think it kind of really pays off when you see, you know, when you look at kind of brand awareness or how many people took action after certain things. It's just that, like, the whole thing isn't this NASCAR of, of different advertisements. It's really stuff that feels authentic, you know. The impact is different. I mean, yeah. you yeah. know, when you're just, when you're in someone's ear talking to them and they're comfortable and they're sort of immersed. Right. You and that. you have the talent who's really leading that part. You can't get that anywhere else. Like yeah. in TV, you're interrupting a piece of content in a very, you know, not aggressive way, but just something that, that, that doesn't feel organic. Right. It takes mm -hmm. you out of it. Right. It takes yeah. you out of it. So I think, you know. Yeah. I would even say that's true for social media. I mean, like, there's, it's so yeah. hard to have an organic feeling ad right. on Instagram or, and, and for TikTok particularly, like, people are really struggling. People are putting all this money into TikTok and not seeing the response they wanted because people really do want authentic content and it's yeah. hard to do that. Um, with the podcast, it's so natural, it flows. There's no jolt, there's no shift. Right. Yeah, actually, so on the social media point, because you've been so great about thinking about how the podcast is going to you know, weave in and out, we've talked a little bit about it in terms of that subscriber episode being that back and forth, but talk a bit more about just kind of the ideas you've had for how to weave the show in with what you're doing on TikTok and Instagram. I mean, there's, it's, so, it's so perfectly natural. Um, I think video is key yeah. for me. I'm upset. I don't really watch TV anymore. I get on my couch and I spend an hour on TikTok and that's how I unwind. And I really do believe that I actually saw TikTok about this. Um, so that's where I'm getting all of my information. But um, TikTok will be competing with Hulu, Netflix. Like they're not going to be competing with Instagram anymore. Like this is a massive network. Like this is all of our entertainment will be coming from that. Um, and 
podcasting is so natural because there's the sound bite, but also, yeah, I really believe in the, the power of video. Like, it's super important to me. Um, and then, yeah, I get to not only have the recordings of the podcast, but then I also can make content responding to the response to those videos. I mean, it's, it's never ending. It's yeah. so not, and it's so natural and authentic um, in a way that I think like Twitter wanted to be, but it, it's more difficult. Mm -hmm. um, video provides that. Yeah. I, I actually want to ask you a question because, you know, Sony is not a new player in audio necessarily, but in this kind of, you know, form of content with weekly talent led um, podcasts, this is your first one in the States, yeah. right? I'm curious why you felt the same way we did after that meeting, that this was the one. This is the first thing we want to align our brand with in, in this, this is the town fun. you want to team up it's with. It's like dating someone and being like, tell me what you liked about yeah. me. I could, do that, all, I could me? do that all day. I mean, look, so we, the, the female demographic is definitely something we were focused on. So we've, you know, traditionally done a lot of the, like, true crime, narrative, sort of investigative doc stuff. And as we've expanded our slate into lifestyle and sort of what's more typically chat, the female audience is really what we wanted to go after and also female voices. And so, I mean, you were kind of an obvious no-brainer. But I will say, you know, I knew who you were. I don't think I knew everything you were about. And that first meeting, and I think, you know, it plays in any room where you speak truthfully. Like, you are so real. You've got so much to say. You're really freaking smart, you know. But, like, it's fun and it's light and it's not hard, but it's elevated. And our big bar is, like, we want to do premium content from Sony Music. Like, yeah. we work with Beyonce and Adele. Like, we're not just churning out stuff for the sake of churning it out. Um, and you ticked all those boxes for us, which was just, you know, and the dedication, right? I mean, there's a lot of people who think, and you see this all the time, that they can do a podcast or should do a podcast. I mean, everyone in COVID thought that they should have a podcast. Yes. Um, and it's hard. I mean, it's, yeah. it is an art. And you also have to know that someone's really going to show up. I mean, you... You had said to us, you're like, I want to make this part of my routine. Mm -hmm. I want, like, you know, Thursdays is my, like, oh, I go here, and then I'm, like, in the studio and banging it out, and that this was just going to become kind of part of your life. And I think for us, we really, like, you can't fake authenticity, and so that's what you want to hear when you're kind of evaluating talent from our perspective. Um, and so that was, yeah. And it's, it's yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you good. It's nice when you like you your job. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. That doesn't always happen. It hasn't happened um, for me in a long time. No, that's very true. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm a little mindful of time, but I want to talk kind of forward-looking with the both of you. So, like, Oren, I want to start with you. So, in terms of just trends, you know, we sort of talked to how we got to here and, and what's bubbling, videos coming, you know, on board now, and certainly I kind of skipped over that, but that was a big draw for us, too, just that, like, if you look at major podcast platforms like YouTube sort of fell into it, right? They didn't even try and they became, depending on what list you're looking at, the number one, three, or five platform. And it's, this is just, I think to the point you made about TikTok, it's just how people want to consume this content, you know, content. Yeah. Um, but what trends do you see kind of emerging now and, you know, the next one to three years? What predictions do you want to make in this room that we can hold you to? Uh, well, I think, you know, the video piece is, is really interesting. I think the first thing is you have to realize it, you have to add the video layer only when it makes sense for the content. Um, it's a conversation that my team is constantly having with our clients internally, with buyers. Video is becoming such a, a core part of the medium, but it doesn't always make sense, right? Yeah. You don't want to yeah. lose the intimacy. You don't want to just sort of force it on. You also don't want to, you know, create an environment where you're just putting a camera on just because. 
And I think, you know, to Emily's point, going into it saying, okay, how am I going to make sure that I'm setting up segments, certain parts of my conversation, certain things, even if it's just me, to have the right appropriate moment on a platform like TikTok or on a platform like YouTube and how those platforms start creating synergistic opportunities to build audience versus segmenting audience. I think that's the most important thing when we think about things like video. Mm -hmm. I think international is another huge focus area yeah. mm -hmm. and, and that's an area that I'm really excited about for Emily too. I mean, she's built up such an amazing following in various key markets. English speaking ex-US countries I think are obviously like the next frontier. Yeah. Um, I mean, we never saw more. When we launched the trailer with you last week, I think even for us, we were like, whoa, we've never seen certain countries kind of light up on the map when you're looking at just like where the downloads are coming from. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you, we, we see a lot of trends that are tried to be sort of forced into the medium, whether it's a certain kind of content or you know, live audio. I mean, these are things that are really hard and forced. And the th again, the things that work are when they're very organic, yeah. you know, when there's intention behind it. So um, I think we're like in the third inning of podcasting as a medium. And, it, and, and again, my focus, I think her focus, and I would say to a certain extent, Sony's is let's make sure even in the U.S., audiences are paying attention to what's going on in podcasting. There's plenty of people, there's plenty of markets that I think are untapped. Yeah. And we have to focus on getting them to be aware of how to find podcasts or discovery is a big thing that we have to focus yeah. on. I think video is a core component to it. But starting with, with making sure people don't feel like it's a challenge to sort of break in, it's too intimidating, that where do I even begin, I think is a really important piece. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say it's both international, but even domestic. You know, I, for it's sure. like the stats. I mean, the growth trajectory for podcasting in the U.S. has been so great. Now it's like up to, I think, 41% of people are, you know, listening to podcasts every month, which is huge and up year over year. But that still means there's like close to 60% of people who haven't even listened. And I, again, back to kind of you, like there's a whole audience, like generation and Gen Z now too, being another really fast growing segment of like find the people who they're listening to bring them to the medium, although you brought yourself, which is even better. Um, and you kind of, you know, you bring those folks along. And I just feel like there's, you know, so many more years that we've, we've yet to even tap into. Um, what was the first podcast, actually, that you listened to? Was it? Um, well, I mean, I listened to, to This, MP, American, this Life. American Life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which was a podcast before a podcast. Right. Basically. Right. Before yeah. Yeah, what um, but I'm a big fan of Call Her Daddy, which is one of the reasons that Oren, I finally responded to that email. That's right. Honestly. Well, well, that was, yeah, you always said, you were like, I want to do the intersection of like Call Her Daddy meets Fresh Air. Yes. And I was like, hell yes, that shows. That's, uh, that's should the exist. pitch. Yeah. yeah. That's the Not about the swearing Yeah, thing. but I mean, I think if, even if you look at Alex and Call Her Daddy as a case study of the medium and the trends you know, that's someone who, who looked at the market and said, okay, there's a, there's a missing piece content-wise. And then even from a production standpoint, um, the way that that show is edited and, and the way that, you know, Alex finds beats to hit and make sure the conversation sort of flows very organically. Again, I think that's one of the reasons that Emily thought, okay, this is, this is something I can get very excited about yeah. pursuing because it doesn't have to be incredibly didactic or incredibly produced, yeah. but you could do something that feels entertaining, informational, mm -hmm. that also is fast moving. Yeah. And I, again, I think those are, those are like micro trends, but they're 
These are things that are game changing in audio. It gets more people, more audience comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately the brands that come in support shows, innovation, certain talent. I think, again, all of it is trending in the right way. Yeah. Um, all right, so a year from now, let's fast forward. Where where do you think the show will be? Where do you want it to be? Oh, God, I, I'm a very superstitious person, so oh, I don't great. think I can um, set it. Set, I don't want to set us up for failure. Um, but, I mean, I think we're going to have... I, I do obviously really have a high standard for quality. Like this is my podcast and my name and I want to go to sleep every night thinking like that was a great episode and yeah. like there, I hope there won't be no duds. I know that realistically there'll probably be ones that I think are stronger than others, but um, I, I do believe in that. I also think that one of the things that Oren really taught me immediately was about um, quantity. Mm -hmm. And, like, the commitment to podcasting and, like, having it be something regular that people can depend on and, and return to. Um, so, you know, that's something I'm, I'm really focused on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the three episodes a week I do, you know, when you just think also about what else is in the market, obviously some folks are doing that. Most mm -hmm. personality-forward shows are once a week. I think yeah. the consistency of three a week, is good. we're going to see that really pay off in terms of that kind of audience engagement and community that just you become a regular in their lives it just builds i mean it's at that's you know kind of where things are trending like that didn't used to be true on social media platforms right. it was like you drop this one thing that's so amazing and special and now it's like no you post 12 tiktoks in a day or you post you know as many tweets as come into your mind and then you hit once and like yeah. that's great and i'm excited about that yeah Name one or two dream guests that you hope we'll have on Ooh. in the next 12 Ooh. months. Oh, my God. Um, I already have some of my dream guests booked, yeah. but I don't, again, I cannot jinx those. Um, there's, so, there's too many people. Okay. I'm not going to name Fine. them. Fine. Well, yeah, right. yeah. We, um, we won't put that juju We have here. a really, I'm, I think it's going to, like, I hope to be unexpected in ways that, you know, there's obviously the ginormous people with amazing followings, but there are people that I'm just so anxious and curious to talk about who haven't had a space where they've been able to to converse in the way that I hope they will. Um, and that's really, I think, also what Oren kind of spoke to about the the white space in the marketplace. Like, there, there hasn't been a female-led show where you yeah. can have, like, Pamela Anderson on to actually give an interview where she's not kind of like forced into a weird situation with Howard Stern. I mean, I love Howard, but like, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't have a specific guess in mind, but what I do hope for the show is it'll be a place where, you know, people that you're fans of, people that you have relationships with, but also people that you don't agree with, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. having an open conversation because I think that's what the medium, you know, allows. And I think that if it's done in a very smart and tasteful way, those are the kinds of things that I think also move the needle a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. All right, um, I think we're at time. This thing is flashing. Um, November 1st, high low with Emrata. Subscribe, download, and uh, reach out to us at Sony Music if you want to get on the show and work with this fabulous woman. So thanks, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts like this one, be sure to check out Advertising Week's growing podcast network at advertisingweek.com slash podcasts. We all have a favorite TV ad. TV tells powerful, memorable stories that influence and inspire. And as streaming becomes the new way we watch... 
brands can now measure their ads' impact down to the last decimal. Mountain's self-serve connected TV marketing software provides real-time insights that take the guesswork out of ad measurement. Mountain lets you build customizable dashboards with the metrics that matter most and compare your campaigns to other channels with leading web analytics integrations. You can even track when viewers visit your website or make a purchase, regardless of what household device they use. Visit Mountain.com to learn more.